a whale of a way to capture carbon. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The UN Climate Conference, COP26, started in Glasgow, Scotland on Sunday, and many are calling it a make-or-break moment for the planet. To limit warming, the UN has said that in eight years' time, nations need to cut in half their releases of CO2 and methane, among other gases, and then reach net zero emissions by 2050. At Glasgow, governments will negotiate how to report their achievements and be transparent about their progress, or lack of it, One goal is to build trust that each is doing what it needs to. There will also be discussions about how wealthier countries will fulfill promises to help poorer nations transition away from fossil fuels. Only $100 billion per year has been promised so far, which is a small amount compared to the trillions needed. Negotiators are also set to discuss carbon pricing, which some see as incentivizing reductions, but others view as not going far enough to limit countries from what are considered weak emissions targets. The urgency of the task facing world leaders during the two-week conference was highlighted by a UN report that found the world is on track for a temperature rise of at least 2.7 degrees Celsius by the end of the century. The report also showed that instead of cutting emissions by 50% by 2030, countries may only reach a meager 7.5%. China is refusing to strengthen its commitments to limit global greenhouse gas emissions, as are Russia and India. The UN has also called for a 50% reduction in carbon emissions from maritime shipping by 2050. The industry accounts for about 3% of global greenhouse gases, more than airplanes. So how to get there? One possibility is to go electric. The Yara Birkeland, the world's first zero-emissions autonomous electric cargo ship, is scheduled to set sail between two Norwegian ports in the coming weeks. The vessel is small. It only carries about 100 containers versus the 20,000 or so that big ships transport, but it could help ease congestion in clogged ports by taking less time to load and unload. The Yara Birkeland will transport goods for a Norwegian chemical company to destinations by way of the country's fjords instead of by truck thereby eliminating tailpipe emissions while reducing road traffic. For now, an electric vessel like the Yara Birkeland is only feasible for short hauls and not crossing oceans. But because it sails autonomously with no fuel costs, the company says its operating budget will be slashed by almost 90%, and that could generate interest from other shippers. Many natural environments, like forests, soils, and the ocean, store CO2 and keep it from contributing to global warming, but there's also an animal that sequesters a lot of carbon, whales. A new report from NOAA and the Greater Farallons Association shows how whales store huge amounts of carbon in their bodies, and when they die, they take it to the bottom of the ocean. Sinking whale carcasses, or Whale Falls sequestered about 60% of the total carbon trapped in the Marine Protected Sanctuary near San Francisco, more than seaweed and seagrass habitat. It's estimated that whales could sequester almost 2 billion tons of carbon each year if they're allowed to return to the numbers before hunting them began. That could be the equivalent of up to 400,000 cars per year. Living whales provide ample benefits for the climate, too. 
such as fertilizing and stimulating the growth of plankton through their iron-rich feces. Those algae capture about 40% of all the CO2 produced in the world. And finally, when you take a picture of yourself, it's of course a selfie, but have you heard of Coasties? Parks Canada, the agency that manages the country's national parks, historic sites, and marine conservation areas, wants you to turn the camera around and take pictures of the shoreline for science. Coasty photos can be taken from designated spots in five national parks in eastern Canada and will be used to monitor changes over time, such as shoreline retreat, dune erosion, ice cover, storm surge, vegetation, and even rip currents. Then researchers at the University of Windsor will overlay the photos on maps to quantify coastal changes due to rising sea levels and extreme storms. For example, scientists have observed nearshore ice decline in Prince Edward Island National Park. Without the natural barrier that ice provides, they expect that erosion in the winter months will increase and the images will help them test their hypothesis. At H2O Radio, we think Coasties are a cool idea that could be used in our home state of Colorado to measure changes in the Rockies. Do you think Parks Canada would object if we called them Mounties? That's it for this week in water. But before we go, we want to tell you our annual fundraising campaign has started where donations will be doubled dollar for dollar now through December 31st. Go to h2oradio.org to give and thank you.